0: Welcome to 222 Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jen and Joe. Welcome
1: back, everybody. It's second half of our two-parter yes, here you for you. First half was amazing. We have a uh, local legend with us today, uh, Chris Tillman from Haunted Toledo. The interview was so interesting and there's so much information we had to make it a two-parter.
0: Yes, yeah, so this is the second half. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, before you do, though. Wherever you're listening to this, hit that subscribe button. It's sometimes called follow. Hit that button right now and leave us a five-star rating. And now let's get back into the interview with Christopher Tillman. It would make sense because when they bulldozed that mound over, they would have pushed all the dirt that way.
2: Right. And then wasn't there stories of like giant skeletons found? Yeah, there was. Down down by the
0: um, Toledo Yacht Club, They they found seven of them, I believe, down there. Wow. And they had the double rows of teeth. Hmm. And it said right in the Toledo Gazette that the jawbones are big enough to put over a normal man's head. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they found some giants down by where the the, uh, Toledo Yacht Club and the um, Coast Guard Station is. And they also found some down in Maumee on an island, but I'm not sure which one.
2: Hmm. I mean, this this part of the state is just filled with...
1: The, 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 you got the Great Black Swamp. Yep. You know that was the beginning. The Native Americans wouldn't go in there; they said it was cursed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Then you have reports of giant skeletons, tons of hauntings. You know. You have um, what's the other? Um... Oh shoot! I lost my train of thought. But anyways, you know, it's like this area is like the hotbed. Oh, you know, Native American. Tons of Native American history, like, like we were talking about <clears throat> earlier before we got on um, to record. We were talking about you know one of the famous cases that um, the Return Ward case, um, Ohio's first serial killer, and he which lived, Chris has a documentary yeah, available yeah, check out. It out. Check yeah. Legends of the Heartland, <laughs> Shameless Blood.
2: <plug>. Thank you.
1: <laughs> but. Um, he lived on a road called Tremainsville, which is the road that i live off of and that was a route that the native americans took um to go to their gathering place or the meeting place at the harvest which is the hope well which still stands but that leads right to the heart of where you know the great swamp was um,
0: the mound downtown collingwood arts center (laughs) Bonehouse, Bijou. Five Points area. Uh, You know, it's like it's
1: all connected. But we we were talking about, too, like, you know, every state has some type of haunting or legends or whatever. But it just seems like Ohio just has, like, this, it's almost like a battery for attracting everything. Right. We have Bigfoot stories. We have UFOs. Mm-hmm. We have hauntings. We have cryptids. We have elementals here in the park. What was the park that Caleb saw the elemental in?
0: Oak, Oak openings. Oak openings. And, you know, you talk oh, about Tremainesville. Oh, um Excuse me. You talk about Tremainesville, and we were talking about how that was a ley line. Mm. And that's how... The animals, tra- 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 traveled. the animals traveled on that path, and then the Native Americans traveled on that path, became a road, um, became a, one of the more pop- more popular roads. The one that you were mentioning about, Return Ward, about your documentary, that was one of the main roads he always went up and down. Yep. You know, so I I think it, I don't know how big ley lines actually are, how wide they are, but I think that was a ley line because it, it's the original path, you know.
1: But also, don't you think that the land helps or or holds the hauntings? Because, like, we're on limestone, right? It's all limestone around here. But we also have a huge salt flat under from Cleveland all the way to Detroit.
2: Right. Could be. I mean, I think that's – I tend to agree with that, that you, you could have a haunted building and knock it down. Mm-hmm. And even if you let the ground just sit – empty for a while i think even if you build something else it, and, and people that are in it that energy attracts what's there and mm-hmm. i think i think it's a total possibility that a certain like salt limestone could hold on to the energy it could if it goes dormant it could still come back just based on mm-hmm. if it was jump-started by you know the the activity that's going on in the place I mean, I don't. I don't think it really ever goes anywhere, you know.
0: And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, like five points, five points is starting to ramp up again. We're starting here. A lot of people talk about hauntings and five points, and which is
1: my neighborhood. Thank you very much. I think,
0: <laughs> I think that the energy is like waves going through the earth. You know, like a like when you throw a, a pebble in the water and you see the waves go out, right. And they hit the shore and they bounce back. I think that's why certain locations ramp up at certain times. I think that energy is just waves and they're coming back. Because I was talking to someone else. He was asking me about ley lines. And that's when we started talking about Tremainsville and all that. He was asking me, do you believe that where the ley lines connect are portals? And do they ramp up at certain times? And I said, well, that's my theory is it's because the energy waves are moving in and out. And that's why, like five points, is starting to heat back up because the wave
2: is coming through again. I mean, that's just theory. Here. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, because because like when I when I think of like like the like stone tape that it mm-hmm. could be, that's where you get your psychic recordings, like door slams or people screaming mm-hmm. or something. And I, I think that. Human activity plays a lot into that, that it's what the energy we give off that could feed it, um, like emotional energy, Mm -hmm. could cause it to come back. Um, But I also think that like spirits, they can come and go when they want. Oh, yeah, I think so too. And that it's possible that, you know, a a house or a building or even an object would have some sort of sentimental attachment that they would return to it. I mean, because I think when... like. When you die, it's like you can go anywhere you want. You mm-hmm. can go to other planets if you want. But you're probably not going to. You're probably going to hang out. Familiar. Yeah, where it's familiar. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what's going on here. And then maybe activity is what helps increase the activity. The human activity helps mm-hmm. increase the spiritual. And then maybe... I'd hate to think that like a spirit can be like tied to limestone or whatever i mean that's why i think that's probably more residual
0: or i think that the limestone or quartz or stuff like that because of their vibrations are a conduit where they can they right. can use that to go through and i also think that you know how we investigate certain locations and we see a little kid or we see a spirit of someone that we know died in their 80s but they look like they're 40 or that right i think that Spirits are fragmented, and the fragments that we see are just of that time in that location or the fragment that made them the happiest. So that's what they show to us.
2: That's Yeah, totally possible. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about portals, it's like it's, you know, there has to be a doorway somehow for them to go from their dimension to ours. There has to be a doorway. So maybe that the limestone does play into that or, or water. Or any, sure. or any a yeah, any type of elect- of high electrical activity. Um, yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, and you you talk about like objects holding that energy.
2: Well, not that they hold it, but that because the whole haunted object thing yeah. to me is, I, I don't, I don't see how a spirit would,
0: or why a spirit would choose stay.
2: to live in a doll or anything. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I think like like a a grandmother's necklace Mm -hmm. maybe it was given to her by her mom and it's got this sentimental value for her her whole life and then she passes and the necklace goes to her granddaughter and the granddaughter probably has the same reverence for the necklace that the grandmother did and so when she's holding it she can feel her grandmother so maybe that's yeah so when i think of attachments to objects that's that's kind of like and, like, if you're holding it and you're talking to your grandmother and maybe you feel like she's in the room with you or whatever, or you know, that type I of thing. I think,
0: going back to the fragmentation thing, is I think there's probably a little fragment of her still in that object. And you feel that energy. Or maybe they come it's around like
1: psychometry. You, are, you are, you know, holding that and, and talking to the spirit, right. you
2: know. It's like an anchor for them.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, when you were saying that, it reminded me of the Toledo Police Museum. That's one of the locations where I like it because when you were upstairs, we never got anything. But when we went down downstairs, one of the things I noticed is when we were doing EVP sessions, we were getting nothing until we played it back to where we were listening to it. On the other recorders, we could hear like answers to the questions we're listening to. <laughs> it's the only location I've ever heard that where... It's not us asking and getting response, it's the recording answering asking and getting response. It's almost like they have to have that electronic aspect of it.
1: I think a lot of the spirits that were at the Toledo Police Museum weren't police officers. I think they were spirits from the hospital mm. across the street and the murder victims that were found in the park. So, right. you know, if people are listening or are new to the the podcasts this particular park in um, Prohibition time was the dumping grounds for the mob's, you know, hits. But also in the '80s, was in the '80s.
2: Uh, yeah, early '80s.
1: There was a, serial, a a set of serial killers who um, had murdered some of their victims, and I don't know if they murdered them in that park or they just left them there. I can't remember. I think
2: the 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 one that I think we made contact with in the basement i think Mm -hmm. she was the one killed in the park
1: okay yeah and um so you know it it was interesting and and there's a lot of artifacts in there that could you know
2: Mm
1: -hmm. have a track you know like you know my grandpa's picture was in there so you know like a lot of
2: lot of mob history with with toledo in there
1: and the um the um oh i'm sorry old sparky yeah they had the replica of old Sparky in there and there were, you know, homage to the people who had been electrocuted. So, you know, that could have brought them in too because somebody's remembering them. Mm-hmm. But I was just I always thought it was so fascinating because I had more of a creepy feeling looking outside into the park than I did in the building itself. Which I don't know if you guys felt that
2: Yeah, way. that park is scary. Oh yeah. It's got a, it's got a vibe it's to it. It's always had that vibe.
0: Yeah. yeah. Even, you know,
2: and, and I, To this day, it, it, I
0: won't go in that park just because it's always had that history of you ride your bike through that park, you're going to get beat up or you're going to get attacked or that, you know, it's always had that vibe. There's
2: always, not that Toledo's overrun with crime or anything, but no. but every time there's a dead body come up, it's always in that park. You, know. you know, there's always something going on in there. And I, I would, I'd like to investigate that park.
0: Oh, I can imagine. I mean, just investigating the Toledo Police Museum, I remember being in the basement there's when you go downstairs there's two main rooms there's a big room and there's a small room and i saw a shadow figure in that smaller room Mm -hmm. so i focused my attention when i investigated there in that little room but when we did evp sessions or that in that other room we got stuff Mm -hmm. and we heard audible voices and all that yeah
2: it's a it's, it's a hell of a place and when when sparky was there uh, Sarah was running the the spirit box, and she would point and along. Every, they had a photograph and like a bio. a bio of everybody that from Ohio that had been killed in that chair. And Sarah would point to one picture, and over the spirit box, you would get the first name yeah. of what she was pointing at. And she point the next one, and she would get that name. And it's like something was there that yeah. was willfully interacting and and yeah. telling us exactly what we were asking it to tell us
1: Yeah, it was, it was a great I and mean, we went there a couple of times and you know it didn't disappoint mm. you know like it was it was very interesting um but yeah i you know a couple of times i went out side to the left of the building and i think that's there's a little kind of like a little walking path back there
2: oh but going back into the park
1: yeah and it was just like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I had, a, you know, it was scary feeling. You felt like somebody was watching you.
2: There's an amphitheater just down a path from that park yeah, behind they, behind the substation. They use, that, they use
0: that now for shows.
2: Yeah, I, and I tried walking down that path to go to the amphitheater just to check it out, and mm-hmm. it's. I'm just getting Friday the 13th vibes. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's very creepy in that park. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not, there's not a whole lot of trees everywhere. No. It's a lot of it's wide open and you can hear kids playing on the playground and mm-hmm. it sounds like a normal park, but there's something there that yeah. just gives me the creeps.
1: I, I would be curious to know what the body count was. You know, I was sure, you know, somehow we can find it, but yeah,
0: weird. Now, back when, a lot of, and during the gangster days or whatever, that was an, that was a, uh, what do you call it, where the fish are, wasn't it? What was the original building used? To oh, call it?
1: aquarium? Oh, that where
2: was uh, like a conservatory that, or something oh, yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure what all they did in there, but I think it was just to maintain the park and oh, okay, the stuff in there.
0: I always thought it was an aquarium because it's the way got that it, look to it. Yeah, because yeah. well, it's round. Yeah.
1: It's um, interesting, though.
2: I think it was um, some of the architecture makes me think it was built during the '40s with the WPA project. Yeah, it, was. it probably mm-hmm. was. Yeah. And it and it also makes me it reminds me a lot of the uh, the architecture on the buildings at the zoo. So yeah, I always it was built the same. Time I always assumed the yeah. that yeah. they were connected somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think the zoo's um, haunted?
2: Well, yeah, it is. Um, it is.
1: Is it the amphitheater? Um, or is it um, more of?
2: I haven't, Some of the old I haven't been there in so long. You need there's to go. A, it's
1: cool. They got you know.
2: There's a museum giraffes. thing. Whatever the building was, it had the plane hanging from the ceiling.
1: Oh, the natural history museum. Yeah, that might have been science. it. That's the the, science.
2: That's the that's the building that's got okay. something in it. Because it you got you got that you got the museum. Then there's also administrative offices in the same building. Mm. That's the building. Okay, yeah. But it's basically just your your common everyday. Shadow figures and oh, weird okay. feelings, and
1: I heard that the amphitheater had some activity too.
2: I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. It's a theater.
1: Yeah, that's true. True.
2: And there was a, not to say that he could be haunting the place, but there was a caretaker in the '80s that was killed by uh, one of the gorillas. Really? Oh, he got the got that. the crap kicked out of him. Hmm. Oh my gosh. So my dad. And there's a story too of somebody sneaking in. To where the bears were, to one of the bear uh, pens or something, uh, and got uh, killed. They oh, drunk really. and fell in, and they, they came by in the morning, and all they found was his bloody shoe. And that just sounds to me like an urban legend. Yeah. yeah.
1: My dad made the glass for the uh, gorilla exhibits in the 70s. He worked for a uh, glass company, you know, Libby Owens Ford. And he said it was like this thick. Yeah. And, you know, like 12, at least 12 inches.
2: Those things are, those monkeys are enormous. You i your face
1: <laughs> but, no, you know, it's it's just, you know, just the love of these legends, you know, like these stories that not everybody gets to remember, everybody gets to hear. And, you know, you've been, and, you know, preserving this stuff for a long, long time. Did you ever have any um, cases at residential um, that, yeah. that you could share just a little bit of the haunting about?
2: I had a few in the in the early days. I, I, I did them quite frequently, mm-hmm. and then I stopped. um There was an incident where this guy for sure felt that he was being haunted, and they were out to the haunting was chasing him and out to get him and wanting to hurt him, and it just turns out that he was on something, okay. and wow. his his wife was enabling him, and mm. and just get to the point where that that's the stuff you start running into over and over and over, and it's like I just don't have time for that, and but there have been a few cases since then that I've. Been like, okay, I'll check it out. And we actually caught doors moving on camera when nobody was home. Um, But the basic stuff to where there's something in the house, people feel uncomfortable, they don't really know what it is or Mm -hmm. why it's there, and stuff like that, you can't really give them the answers they want. You're never able to do that. And when you take a residential case, you're pretty much tied to them for the rest of your life because... Or, or until for the, for the amount of time that they live at the house. yeah. Because, you know, people come to you for help and you, and you can't just say, well, I don't know what it is and shrug your shoulders and go. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to, you just can't give people the answers they want. Yeah. And, and,
1: and you can't get them in, in going there for two hours. Right. You could spend a year. And you can't even guarantee you can get rid of it. Yeah.
2: You can have a priest come and bless the house every day for a month and it still may not get rid of it.
0: Well, it's like the bone house when Sarah used to banish the spirits all the time. She's, they always come back. Yeah.
2: Well, in, in the bone house's defense, mm-hmm. <laughs> every time we would go there, I would, I would tell Sarah, you go up to that attic by yourself and you get them riled up so that when <laughs> I go in there, I get activity.
1: Mm-hmm. They didn't disappoint them. <laughs> they did not disappoint.
2: But, but yeah, you know
1: I just thought of something, you know, okay. Going back to the beginning of the conversation, you're in the Collingwood art center and you hear that.
2: That creep. Yeah.
1: Do you think maybe that's like a sonic boom of when the spirits enter into our, our realm? Cause we've been many places and heard bang. Yeah. There's, al- bang, there's
2: always you know? something you can't really, and you can never tell where it came from. Yeah.
1: yeah wonder if that's like the, the spirits I, entering.
2: That that's be. one of the
0: things that I say is it's a sonic, sonic wave. The, the sound is caused by the energy pulsing into the location. That
2: could be it. Maybe that's
1: mm-hmm. why you see like sparks of light. Cause we've been in, you know, Collingwood and seen little pops of yeah. light, white lights, especially around the main theater. Um, um, Joe's seen things going across.
2: Speaking of which. Okay. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Okay, this may be nothing. This may be nothing at all. We're in the theater, and we're, we're doing the EP, EVP stuff, and nothing's really happening. But then I start hearing music, and it's real faint. Mm-hmm. And you, you can tell it's kind of got like a jazz mm-hmm. quality to it, but I can't really pick out anything. I don't hear any words. I said, okay, I'll just, okay, I'm going to let that go. I'm going to note it, but I'm going to let it go. Because, you know, this building's open Mm -hmm. 24-7. Residents are allowed to come and go when they please. So it could just be someone in the hall. And then I'm in stage right, and Ryan's girlfriend is in the middle section, and Ryan was standing up on the stage. And I look at them to see if they heard anything, and they're not making any indication that they did. And we, we continue with the session, and... I start to hear it again, and then I hear Ryan's girlfriend say, are you hearing music? I'm like, yes, awesome. thank you. Oh We're hearing music. And we went to go look for it. We go up on the stage. And remember for the conventions, when you go off the stage, there's a little hallway and that leads out to the mm-hmm. back parking lot. Yeah. We're not hearing any music. There's nothing. And so... Okay, well, it's probably a tenant or somebody, or it, it's not traffic because that building is just—it's solid. Yeah, that's a solid yeah. granite building. And then as we're we're leaving, we had gone down to to the underground where we had set up, mm-hmm. and I put new batteries and everything. And then we're we're headed back up, and of course we get lost trying to get back up to like the the third and the fourth floors. Because that place is a maze. Yeah, it is. (laughs) And we get to this one intersection. And I start to hear this music. And Ryan hears the music. And and so we look down this small little hall where it's got the, the windy stairs that go up one of those halls. And we can tell it's coming from this room and the door's cracked open. And I'm thinking, okay, there's a tenant there. And they got the door open for some reason. And Ryan goes and looks. And I'm thinking, Ryan... We're at the a tenant. Yeah. By <laughs> <You know? laughs> <Watch> someone's apartment. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're breaking and entering. And he just continues to look and he's like, no, it's a closet. It's a maintenance closet and it's a radio playing and the lights on. It's, a, it's an employee closet. Okay. There's no employees in the building. Yeah. So
0: something or someone had to go into that closet, turn the radio on for no reason, turn the light on. Yeah. But yet, Technically, you guys were the only ones in the building.
2: And we had seen nobody else walking around the entire time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there's all kinds of natural explanations. Yeah. For, but we had never heard the music before.
1: Well, how would you hear the music all the way down in the theater? Well, that's
2: yeah. what I was thinking too. That's
1: so far. I mean, there's no way you would be able unless it was blasting. Mm-hmm.
0: And it wasn't. Because that's a good 200 feet. About 300 that. feet of a solid, like that building is solid. A solid yeah. plaster, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, it could be, I wouldn't call it evidence, mm-hmm. but I would just say it's like, what the hell's going on? You know, especially since, I mean, even Daryl and his friend were there with us that night, mm-hmm. but we didn't even run into them.
0: The place is so big, you could have... 20 people investigating, you wouldn't run into each other. Right.
1: I did have um, a couple weird things on the stage. One time I smelled peanut butter, and there's, like, no you know, there's no food in that place. And then I smelled coffee, super, super strong, and there was nobody, you know, drinking coffee, like Joe and I, we don't drink coffee. Um, Smelled coffee, and there was, I smelled cigarette one time. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I mean... There was nobody around that was, like, smoking right. or went out to smoke and came back. So interesting, though, because, you know, like, the, stuff you just wouldn't normally smell. Like peanut butter. Why would you smell peanut butter on mm-hmm. stage?
0: Well, it's known, and um, you've you've mentioned it many times mm-hmm. on the show, where that building, the nuns would eat their breakfast on stage, mm-hmm. which I always thought was weird because I know there was a kitchen downstairs. Yeah. And then there's a big area which is now like a tiny, mini theater if you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I wonder why they didn't use even that or where the kitchen connects to the other half of the building, where the theater is Mm -hmm. downstairs underneath the theater. Wonder why they never used that as an eating area. They ate on stage. You know that's possible. But the nuns, you know, there's so many stories of when they would be doing plays or practices there would be a nun sitting up in the yeah. in the balcony area but you know what since we've gone there lately someone you know there, they said that that's the chair where the nun sat somebody put a skeleton in that chair yeah there's
2: a, a and they put a man uh, a nun's yeah oh, yeah i
0: didn't like that
2: but when you look when you're on the stage looking at the audience mhm we saw it, it was up in the upper right yeah and I think most of the stories of the Phantom Nun are in the upper left. Okay. Yeah. And I, I I have pretty... I think I have what was the actual seat number she sat in. But then Lexi told me that those seats don't exist anymore. They got rid of them. Mm. When one of the theaters in town closed down, mm-hmm. I think the one on Monroe Street, they donated all their movie theater seats to Collingwood. Oh, and they, okay. they changed... So if they still have those old chairs, they're probably in storage in the basement or something.
0: Or that across the parking lot the yeah. original chapel it was um used for storage for the children's theater. Yeah. And the children's theater moved out and they're cleaning that original chapel out. So we'll be able to investigate that other building. Oh cool. Yeah. And for the listener, the Culinary Arts Center was gonna be a cloistered building where they had built they were going to build fifteen buildings in a what, three sided square okay and they didn't build most of them the main building the main auditorium is there the powerhouse across the parking lot is there and then next to that is the original chapel which they used for storage and now they're opening that up and they're going to open it up to paranormal investigations cool yeah i think we should be the first team
2: let in (laughs) i think so yeah it's a hell of a building it is We've had
0: a lot of activity that happened to us there. I mean, the wall pushed over on me and Grizz, and it actually knocked me and Grizz on the floor. I um, know our listeners heard that story many times, but that morning, it happened to a different team. Yeah.
1: Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. I don't know. It's, it's, it is, it's you know, like one of those places that we always talk about and we always go to, you know, probably get there, what, three, four times a year. mm mm-hmm. But it never does points. There's always something that you see or experience or capture on tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check out our YouTube channel. <laughs> but um,
0: so I know I mentioned about like downtown and the Indian mound and all that, but I it's not really close to downtown. But you had a chance to investigate the hospital that was t- tore down. Yeah. Did you get any activity at that? It's what was it? I forget the river, most-
2: Riverside Hospital. Okay, yep.
0: which is down the river, almost close to. <clears throat> it's about halfway between downtown and where the Toledo Yacht Club is.
2: Yeah, that was. We were lucky enough to get two days in there, which probably still wasn't enough time. Yeah, um, some of the activity that they, that they got was in the the old psychiatric ward right by where the rubber room was. Okay. Um, Sarah got EVPs there, and she got she visually saw shadow figures in that part of the ward. Um, <clears throat> I kind of... The problem with me when I go to buildings like that is I forget why I'm there, Yeah. and I just start wandering and looking <laughs> at stuff yeah. and exploring. Uh, so yeah. I think most of the night I was getting lost in the dark, and in the, the I in had the, never been in this hospital before, so I didn't know the layout. But in the emergency room, mm-hmm. and then you have like a cafeteria over there. I'm trying to find my way out. And they had the construction crews for the demolition. They had painted the arrows. Mm. And a different colored arrow meant a different thing and everything. And I think the red arrows meant this is the way to the exit. So I'm following these red arrows. And I realize I'm going in a circle for the last 10 <laughs> minutes. And it's pitch black. Um, but, yeah, Sarah experienced in the psychiatric ward and shadow figures and EVPs and very strong presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like a like a coherent presence. It's almost as if somebody was mentally ill and died up there. Um, I was in the emergency room by myself for a little bit and I went lights out, total darkness, and I'm standing behind, I'm standing at the nurse's station, and I got the old monitors behind me and everything, and as soon as I turned out all the lights, and I even covered up the viewfinder on the camera, so everything was nice and dark, and it felt like there was movement, like the, like the emergency room was open and taking patients and... There was activity going. It was, just, it was the weirdest damn thing I've ever experienced. I can imagine. And it's not like I was actually hearing it with my ears, but it was just like you just get the <coughs> sensation that there's a a flurry of activity going on around you. Mm-hmm. And I take the, the cloth off the viewfinder, and I'm kind of looking around, and there's nothing there, of course. And I put the cloth back on it, and I wait a little bit, and then it just starts up again. And one of the things about this place was that um the roof is a, one of the old rubber roofs mm-hmm. on one side of the building and then it's got like asphalt or whatever that tar yeah type stuff is on the other side and this was i think june we were in there and it was still draining all the snow from the winter from floor to floor to floor just dripping from you know so there was like puddles everywhere and every time you would hear a drop hit a puddle It sounded just like footsteps okay Um, so you really had to yeah and the place freaked you out but apart from that it was it's like it was open for business
1: wasn't wasn't there some um, police officers that came in and were scared and left or something along that line our second
2: our second night there we 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 had two nights but we had to go like a like a week or two in between each one Mm -hmm. Um, because the building was in the process of demolition They were getting it ready they were they had removed all the asbestos and then we were allowed to go in um and on our second night there we we pulled up and we're getting everything out of the cars and everything and we hear kids screaming coming from inside not like screaming like they're in pain but like Mm -hmm. like they're goofing around and a lot of the windows are blown out and they're wide open and so we figured there was somebody in there so we called the police, have them come on down, mm-hmm. do a I mean, they couldn't do a sweep of the entire building. It was just too damn big, but they walked in there and they they couldn't find nobody. And two of the officers when they heard why we were there, they didn't even bother going inside.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they just
2: got in their cars and left. Oh my gosh. The other two that went inside, uh Sarah gave them like the grand tour of the whole building. Mm-hmm. Told them about the stories and everything and I remember me and Annie were, we had been outside. We had a cigarette, and then we went in. We're gonna go meet up with them. We just had to find them first. Yeah, and we couldn't find them, and then we just turned this corner, and there they are. And the cop was like, "That's a good way to get shot, man." <laughs> oh god! <laughs>
3: Surprise!
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. that place was so cool. I just wish we had more time to be in there.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. Is you know, like, like when I go to a place, I pay to play. I don't get the opportunity to go in for night after night after night, and really, I mean, especially at a hospital, you got to have the time, got to have the time to go through and really do good investigations because you can't just like investigate a half hour in this location and move down the hall to this other, yeah. you know, you have to spend time in there because
1: hospitals are so haunted though. Like I know, activity happens the moment, like when we went to St. Joseph, it happened the moment we stepped
0: yeah. in. I was in St. Joseph at the um, intensive care in the, um, it was set up like a square. You had the nurse's station in the middle and then you had like hallways going off, but they were rooms so that when you're at the nurse's station, you could see every room.
2: Right, like a spoke.
0: So we were in there and I kept looking at the door and I kept seeing flashlight, light hitting the door and I could see light coming through the door window and i was like oh somebody's coming down the hall because we were there with probably 20 people well probably about 16 people Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't and i'm like oh there's another group coming down the, the hall and i'm seeing the light through the window in the door and i'm waiting and no one showed up and i'm like okay this is weird no <laughs> one's so i turned my light on the door and it was a solid door no window in it wow so i was seeing light at you know Imagine looking at a door that has glass in it and seeing a flashlight as if somebody's walking, swinging the flashlight. Right. That's what I saw. And then I turned my light on and it was a solid wood door and no window. And I'm like, crap. <laughs> I mean, that, we wish you would have been able to go to St. Joseph's. That place was amazing. Yeah, it was so good. We had all kinds of activity. We had, um, we actually have an EVP of a baby crying. We, I know it was me. Um, Dane, Don Danger um, what's his last name Collins. Don, yeah. Collins it was me and him and then Naomi the girl that walked us around and we were up in the psych ward I think it was mm-hmm. and I'm like doing the thing you know knock on you know knock on something so we can hear you and there was knocking and I'm like okay <laughs> someone is messing with us you know somebody's following us making acting like that but I'm sitting there like, make a knock on this heater right here. And sure enough, you heard this. Tap, 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 tap. (laughs) I'm like, okay.
1: Hospitals, crazy, crazy amount of energy. Mm -hmm.
2: And so many stories. Yeah. All kinds of stories. Yeah. Everything you can think of, too. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Any emotion you can imagine happens in hospitals. Yep. I mean, that's why... When we were doing the Toledo Police Museum, there was the hospital right across the street. And I, I was in the basement going, if anybody's in the – if anybody spirits yeah, want to come over, come game. on over, you know.
1: <laughs> and they did.
2: <laughs> I, I think whatever's in that basement of the museum is probably scared and running from something. Because we kept getting, like, female voices, like, asking for help. Yeah. But it's like, you know, how do you help – How do I help you? You know, and they they never came back. Mm -hmm. They just always said help and help.
1: Kind of sounds residual, though.
2: It could be. You know,
1: if they can't communicate how they need help, it might just be maybe that woman that was murdered
3: in the
0: park. Yeah, and how do you do that when you go to a location and you hear over your recorders that people, help me, help me, you know, even if it's a kid or whatever? Like you said, how can you help them? Right. There's, there's no, I mean, granted, you can tell them to go to the light or stuff like that or get a priest in there and bless or something, but really.
2: But I think like even going to the light, I think would be more of an instinct, you know? Yeah. Like I think if they're if if they not in the light or whatever or yeah. crossed over, it's because they didn't want to, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, because people say, oh, they're trapped. Well, I don't believe that at all. Right. And we we had a guest on a few weeks ago that brought up a good point about kids. How cruel would that be if there was a kid that was trapped in a location right. living that, that moment for eternity, you know?
2: You know, I was thinking about this the other night. Um, maybe it's like, okay, you pass away. Mm-hmm. Let's say somebody beats the hell out of you and you pass away, right? Yeah. It's a very painful death, and you're screaming for help, and and nobody came. Now, you go visit your sister, and you're just it's a normal interaction, a spirit interaction. But when you go back to the site, the house where you died, Mm -hmm. you're forced to relive.
0: Yeah, I've always thought about that.
2: Like those emotions are you're forced to re-experience that. Mm-hmm. But when you leave that area, everything's fine.
1: It happens with the living too. Yeah. You know, like. Kind of like
2: it. a PTSD for spirits.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And I thought about like residual hauntings where you see the same thing over and over. How is that spirit living that over and over? Are they going, like the um, stories of like up in Sault Ste. Marie, they see the lady walking down the street. Is her spirit getting to a certain location and bam, she's back 30 feet behind where you see her walking by again?
2: Yeah. yeah. What kind of afterlife is that? Yeah. yeah. You know, but there's no, there's really no way to tell mm-hmm. about, you would have to figure out how to test them for intelligence or awareness or something. And the test I came up with never works. So yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and just because they speak to you and answer questions, you, that's not always a good test. And.
0: and they always answer, they never answer in regular answers. It's always yeah. fragmented, like, you know, just single words or that. It
2: makes you, yeah, it's almost like broken English. Yeah.
1: But, you know, like we've talked many times about, you know, what, um, how is our our voice you know, sound when it goes through to the other side. Maybe it sounds like it's muted through water, or yeah. something, or maybe I all the so. energy they have you can only get out one word.
2: Or they're, so. or they're actually saying a full sentence, but we're not dialed in. Mm. Yeah, and so we're only picking up little fragments. Mm-hmm. Or maybe because I, you know, I, you think about. All these stories have to do with like tapping and footsteps and stuff like that. They're all the same, the activity, and it's maybe that's because that's the easiest thing for them to do. Like when when you when you die and you're in spirit form, you kind of have to relearn how to interact with the physical world.
0: Yeah, I think that like when you get a tug on your shirt or you feel someone touching you, maybe it's them just like practicing and their arms going they're going through (laughs) and they're not touching you until they. You guys are talking about the movie Ghost, aren't you? No, but that, <laughs> no. Remember but Patrick
1: of, Swayze? He was trying to. Flick but a lot of those
3: movies,
2: cap? we're men, we have not seen that movie. Yeah, oh,
3: good grief. <laughs> but a lot of the movies in
0: that are like that because that's the theories that people think about. Yeah,
2: it, it makes sense, mm-hmm. and then even with speaking, like if we're if we're not getting full messages or full sentences, maybe because they haven't figured out how to put how to put those, you know, how to put that energy into the air. Everything is in t- apparitions. Ap- when you hear about apparitions, it's always the, the old 100-year-old stories. You know, it's
1: Not mine. Mine was my neighbor who died three months before. I saw her. Oh. Staying in my bedroom.
2: Quick learner. She's a quick learner. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: and, like footsteps and all that. Spirits have no weight. Yeah. So how do they make the footstep sounds? You know, how do we, how, when we're at the Bell Mansion, we're all sitting there. After our interview, we heard footsteps running around upstairs.
1: Running, kids running. And
0: you know, how does and it wasn't like where the spirits put that sound into your mind. We all heard it. Yeah. Right. It's audible. Like when we hear voices at different locations, you know.
3: Gibbs Bridge.
2: (laughs) Gibbs Bridge is awesome.
1: We should pay homage we, to Gibbs okay. Bridge. We should just tell a people we should
2: tell people Gibbs Bridge is just a waste of time, so they stop going, so that right. when we go, it's it's always nice and empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: There's always somebody there. I haven't yeah. been there in a long time. I drove
0: past. You know, I was out in that area, going out to the Indian Mounds in uh, Indiana, and I'm like, I'm by Gibbs Bridge, I'm gonna drive by, and I drove by, and there were kids there doing <laughs> EVP sessions, and I pulled up, and I'm like did you get anything all scared? Cause you know, somebody's pulling up on them and I'm like, Oh man, this is great. This is, you know,
1: not as scary as when Chris and I got somebody rolled up on us. Ugh.
0: The living is scarier than the dead. Yeah.
1: This was the, probably the scariest, especially encounter Gibbs I've bridge I've ever had with a mm-hmm. human being
0: in my life. And mm-hmm. for the listener, the Gibbs bridge is a bridge outside Toledo that Chris did a series on a documentary on, um, that has all these legends, but you can't prove any of them. But yet, you go there and you get activity. Jen ha- heard it on RVP. I'm, I'm down below the bridge, and there's all kinds of dead animals under the bridge. Mm. Big ones. And I can hear Jen up, up on the bridge <laughs> doing a spirit box session. She's like, what's the name of this bridge? And clear as day, you hear Gibbs. And mm. she freaked out. and
1: George is like, Gibbs! But no, that was, a, that was one of the I think the scariest thing that ever happened. Um, in a, any investigation was this guy rolling up on us, and he was not friendly, and he was I think a little mentally unstable.
0: Well, I've and heard stories. We weren't
1: like, sure if we were going to make it out of there or not. I've, this guy, I've
0: was. heard several stories, and in your documentary, the girl mentions about that how. There's a guy that comes up and chases people off the bridge, yeah,
2: and that that guy has actually moved away from the bridge he's He lives somewhere else now, mm-hmm. but yeah that's true he would he would actually chase people off the bridge in his truck, and there were there were reports that he would fire a shotgun into the air to get yeah. people off the bridge, really and i mean nobody's hurt i mean there's there's houses like down the road and at the the end of the going the other way, but you're not hurting anybody being on that bridge it's right. all it's all wooded and um,
0: And it's a small bridge. It's only probably 30 feet long.
2: About that. Yeah. A yeah. single-lane bridge. Mm-hmm. So that if there's two cars coming, one's got to wait for the other one to go across. It's...
0: Now, what's your opinion on that? I mean, you know the legends of it, and as far as I know, none of those legends are true. But yeah. Yet none,
2: none of, none there's
0: some kinds of hauntings there. That, none of what they and say. And we got activity.
2: None of what they say happened there actually happened there. It's just all people cherry picking from other legends. Mm-hmm. Um, probably guys taking their girlfriends there and just repeating a legend they heard and saying it happened at the bridge just to scare them. But we we were there one night to do an investigation, um, and we had a, a carload of kids pull up. Yeah, and we kind of inter- interviewed them on camera a little bit, and they said that people had overdosed on the bridge very recently. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. And then maybe six months later, I got a message on the YouTube channel from the mother of someone who actually overdosed on whatever. Mm -hmm. Him and somebody else overdosed on the bridge. Okay. So that did happen. Okay. But the hauntings and the legends have been going on way before that. Yeah and i think it's just because people go there looking for it mm-hmm. you know and when you it's i don't know if it's a thought form if people are if 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 we've collectively created a haunting or if just by going there we've invited something in to come. A little talk.
1: Bit of both?
0: i believe so you know I, I think that we clearly by all the people wanting all those spirits to come there can I show up?
1: Sure. If you turn that light on, they're going to yeah. like moths to a flame, right?
0: The creek that runs under it, 10 Mile Creek, is the same one that runs through Sylvania where Return Ward yep. put a lot of Olive's remains in.
2: Yep. Threw a bunch of her bone mm-hmm. fragments in the. Yeah.
0: In I mean, the creek. it's traveling the wrong way. The water's flowing the wrong way, but that could be a conduit for other spirits in that area. I mean, I know I brought it up before, but if you follow that road that it's on out towards Indiana, that's you find more you find more Indian mounds and stuff like that. That could have been a being that ten mile creek is. It's not like a river, but it's big enough to be a a flowable creek that's been there for hundreds of years. And
2: when it rains, it can get moving. Yeah, you know, it can. It can.
0: So I think that they that might have been a, a path where a lot of the Native Americans, or that would travel,
2: and yeah, if you if they you look the at water right? yeah, oh yeah, for just survival, you yeah, got to okay. stay near water. Oh. But if you if you look at um, spirit energy as being electrical mm-hmm. or somehow related to electrical, then you know waters, creeks, streams would be would be seen as kind of a circuit. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, road roads could be seen as a kind of circuit. So, I mean, there's so many different theories and you just just never know which one's going to be true and which one's going to be, you know, dubious. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just fun to explore. It It
3: is, is. um, though. It
1: is a really unique place. Especially, you know, I think the amount of people that have gone out there, I'm sure there's people who have done some kind of
2: Oh yeah oh you can tell the by the graffiti graf- or whatever the graffiti gives it away yeah yeah, yeah for sure
0: there's more graffiti on that p- bridge than I've ever seen I mean on the, <laughs> the road deck on the sides yeah. underneath yeah. the whole bridge is multicolored because of all the graffiti yeah.
2: and every time they paint it they give it a fresh coat of paint yeah. and within a day yeah. mm-hmm. kids are out there just
1: <laughs> <laughs> or adults <laughs> yeah
2: yeah I may have spray painted someone's name on that bridge yeah <laughs>
0: But, you know, just like it, any other location, you, you you investigate it enough, things are going to happen.
3: Yeah. All Does right. the
1: Ten Mile Creek, is that the creek that runs through Ravine Cemetery?
0: I, don't,
2: I think that's Ottawa. Oh, okay. I think so.
0: Well, no, because, yeah, because Ten Mile Creek runs through downtown Sylvania. Yeah, Ten and, Mile will
2: be north of the cemetery. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's and it's pointing the wrong direction oh yeah because yeah. ravine cemetery which is in Savannah ohio or just
1: putting Savannah. Savannah's yeah
0: together. it's where downtown savania is where return of war did his stuff if you go over about a quarter mile that's where ravine cemetery is and that's had several hauntings in it too
2: yeah but the that's also one that gets the original haunting is sometimes forgotten in favor of all the new stuff that's been added mm. over the years. That one that one kinda just went crazy, that legend.
0: I went there one time and I was just walking through his middle of the day. I was doing my thing, walking through with the camera, taking pictures and I found a fort. A literal fort. <laughs> like five foot by five foot by two story fort. In the field, and I'm like, this is weird. So I looked inside of it, nor blankets like someone was living in it. Wow. Okay. And I'm taking pictures of it going, This is creepy. <laughs> Cause we're in a I'm in a cemetery, and behind the cemetery there's this fort, and I'm looking around and I look up and there's a house, and I'm like, holy crap, I'm in someone's backyard. <laughs> I was in someone's backyard taking pictures of their kids' fort. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: A yeah. That's Sylvania. Yeah. That's not creepy at all, Joe. Crap.
0: I'm the creeper that they're talking about. It is what
1: it is. Yeah. Well, there's so many cemeteries that we've gone to that people's backyards back right mm-hmm. up to the back of the cemetery. Can you imagine living? Right next to a cemetery like that? I'd love it. I'd especially... Like, like, like this all day. All night watching.
0: Especially like it. Ravine that has so many stories related to it. And Freddy Krueger is buried in Ravine yes. Cemetery. was yep. <laughs> a great Yep. For
2: Frederick
1: Krueger. But no. It's but fun. Like,
0: what's the future hold for Christopher? Yes. What's the next haunt? What, what documentary are you working on? Or what are you...
2: I got a, like a few things that... I want to get to put together this year. Um, I've been writing since lockdown. Great. Right? Nonstop. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So. Are you doing a sequel to the Return Ward story?
2: I'm going to, yeah, we're going to try and do that. We're going to actually, there's a little detail of the story that I'm going to try and put to, put the rest mm-hmm. for good because it's just bugging the hell out of me. Yeah. And there's other, um, I like to do something with the mob in Toledo yeah. and the ghost stories and then because that's uh, super prevalent in yeah. Toledo yeah. all kinds of great stories yeah. with that and then basically I want to I, I wanted to try and get going to where I'm putting content out every week but after thinking about it I just I would rather focus on locations that interest me mm-hmm. because there's there. I just don't like the idea of driving all over and spending that money for a location that really doesn't i mean there's some great locations but some of them are just like oh, okay you know that sounds interesting but maybe you know i i, I want to go so, to the big places like, and you want to dig deeper deeper into yeah it. i want something that has a verified history with decades of claims behind it um big places like penhurst or waverly trans allegheny I, I just want to hit the big places and i and yeah. the there just seems to be, every time you turn around, there's like a brand new location that just opens up, waiting to take bookings, and yeah. there really is no history to them. There's no real claims to them. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't want to go to those. I want to go to the big ones, you know, the mm-hmm. ones that we've heard about our entire lives. Yeah. And uh, so I'll be doing some of those. And I want to try and get more stuff on PBS this year. Yeah. So maybe the return ward thing, the second part. And a few other things, and I'm I'm shooting to get something on streaming, so it's
0: it's, It's the opportunities are out there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's just, you know, COVID. I'm just I'm writing nonstop since COVID, and also at the same time I'm just trying to figure out where the hell is, what's my focus here, where am I going, Mm -hmm. and it's it's just not. I don't want to be a content creator. I just want to. I want to go to places that really fascinate me. I just
0: yeah, because I think that if you start putting weekly shows out and all that, it becomes
2: a job.
3: It does, and and it (laughs) it dilutes
0: it dilutes it a little bit too, and because you can't dig as deep as you can because you're always trying to get content
2: right. And when I when I go to go to places, I always watch YouTube and see what these other channels are finding. Even though it's not it's not always that impressive, but I just want to know what they're what it looks like, what the different buildings look like. And mm-hmm. and it just seems like if you're doing it weekly, you don't really get the time to sink your teeth into it and really research. And you're basically just parroting all the stuff you've heard mm-hmm. from a tour guide or, you know, all the claims that you hear on the web or something. So I really want to dig in, and I like being able to interview people and talk to them about their experiences and hear from them exactly what they experienced and, um, and to actually get to the real history of a location and i you just can't do that on a weekly schedule no. so
0: is your documentary about return ward um legend of the heartland is that still available for purchase
2: yeah um i didn't bring the url with me okay. but yeah it's through uh video images
1: we'll um, get it and put it in the show notes yeah, for yeah. the listeners
0: and um it was on Amazon. I don't know if it's still on I, Amazon or not.
2: I think it's on a cycle. And I don't think I don't think it's on this cycle. Okay. And that they don't tell us when they're gonna run it. Yeah. And I know uh, like the Toledo PBS affiliate, they'll run it during the Halloween season, but they mm. don't even tell us yeah. what day or time. If they did we would promote it. But, uh-huh. but this this next one's gonna be more of a history than it is paranormal because there's no ghost stories attached to this particular um, continuation of the story.
0: But it is a true crime story. Though. Yeah. Yep. So a lot of people like true crime stuff. But I want to thank you for coming in, Chris. It's mm. been a while since we've seen you. It's good. Thank you. To, good to catch up with you and listen to all the stories and just hang out. It's fun, you know, and your wealth of knowledge for Toledo and surrounding areas. And if anybody is interested in Looking into a lot of the history of Toledo, I know that your style of investigation is m- focused towards history, and the the Haunted Toledo Facebook page is a good location to go to. Um, do you still have a website by chance? Yeah, the
2: haunted, HauntedToledo.com. Okay. I just went through a, a kind of refurbished it a little bit, so we'll be adding content to that. But I'm, one thing for people to look forward to is that, you know, in the past, I've talked about all the local legends. Mm-hmm. 2016 2017 Mm -hmm. they can search the site and read those but i'm also going to put out updated posts because a lot of people they they i I think i'm getting the feeling that people are just hungry for that yeah Yeah. and and so it's time to kind of blow the dust off the old stories and
0: i know when i'm cruising youtube i it'll your videos will pop up on youtube a lot the two minute tales and stuff like that and that's really cool because it's things that we haven't seen in a long time, and they pop up. So YouTube, uh, Facebook's a good one, and your hunting to Little website is a good one to get to. And, listener, I want to thank you for tuning in this week. Um, like we always say, please get up there on our website. We do have things available. We do have our Patreon page going. I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Jen will put a link in the show notes for everything that Chris has done. And uh, anything else, Jen, that you want to mention?
1: no just don't ever stop right like just always always um, continue to ask the questions and go out and investigate everybody
0: learn those legends alright and let's leave with some murder in Ohio from 60 Second Crush kind of a tribute to Chris and his everything he does and his return ward story check it out and thank you for tuning in this week. We'll talk to you next week with an amazing show.